You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Welcome back, everyone, to the finest Overwatch League podcast on your phone. It's the Over Nerds. I am Brock, and alongside me, through the internet, is Meridon. Meridon, how are you today? Yo, pretty good. Tired, but good. Yeah, I heard you took a quick little nap right yeah. before recording. Yeah, a little, uh, I woke up, it was 7.50, I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> Wait a second. Yeah, we recorded eight. I better, I better hurry. <laughs> Goodness gracious. You know, sometimes you just need that little post-afternoon, kind of right before sleeping <laughs> nap. Yeah. The old right before sleeping nap, yeah. It's that prime time to get that A-plus rest. <laughs> so I've been told. Allegedly. But while you were sleeping, there was some big news today, and we're going to talk about that. Uh, in a little bit, right off the bat, uh, gigantic Overwatch League news. We're gonna talk about that for quite a little bit, because it's actually pretty monumental. It has a lot of repercussions going forward. Um, followed by last week's games, which were very quick. We won't talk about, uh, one of them. Uh, because it will just, <laughs> it just didn't happen. Uh, 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 then we'll follow up with these, this week's games, which, uh, should be a little bit better. And then, uh, Overthoughts, to kind of close out everything. So, without further ado, Mr. Maradon, yeah, what happened today? So, um, today there was some there was some news. I'm gonna um, we'll talk about. I guess we'll talk about today. Today, today and yesterday were like two huge days in Overwatch League news uh, in the Overwatch League news world. Um, there was something announced on Monday with the league itself. But let's go over the two uh, the two. Uh, well, I guess the three big things. So. Today, uh, we touched on this a little bit um, last week with Mallory, um, and and if you're in the Overwatch League community, pay attention to the Overwatch League community, live on Twitter and follow people that um, talk about Overwatch League, you're probably well aware of some of the drama that's been going on with some of the Vancouver uh, Titans players, where they were removing any trace of the Titans from their from their bios on Twitter. There was some speculation that there was some um, not-so-happy campers um, on the team. And today, they actually dropped their head coach. Um, I, I actually don't think I've ever heard it pronounced. I'm going to say it's Pajon. Pajon? I thought it was Pajon. Uh, Pajon? Okay, that would make sense. And Janu, their, their off-tank, who's been playing all season. Um. And this was this was kind of, I guess you could say expected, judging by there was like a lot of rumors and a lot of rumors of fallout, and um, this might be the first of many releases coming out of Vancouver, and it's kind of it's kind of sad. It's doubly strange because Janu was one of the last players to remove some Titans, whatever from their profile, mm-hmm. 
so to me it sounded like he wasn't you know on the forefront of the kind of mutiny against the home org or rather the parent organization but his tweet later after the announcement came out he just said i am free free. (laughs) that makes it sound like he really wanted out yeah there was not even uh you know a hint of you know oh well i'm gonna miss you know the org or you know so great playing for the titans just i am free yeah so peace Yeah, later. So. Uh, there was some there was some talking stuff. I was just looking at some of the comments to, to see what the community was saying to see if if they were kind of on board with the fact that it looks like there's a meltdown going on. And there was somebody that was saying that there's there's rumors that the players weren't getting along with Pajan very well either. Um, Ooh, that, that's, so apparently, a, that's a spicy meatball. Yeah, apparently. I mean, these are I mean, these are actually these are obviously all like not confirmed. This was just some kind of chatter going on in the. Uh, in the comments on these different posts um you can find the posts at vancouver titans on twitter i'll link them also in the description of the podcast but that would be interesting and that would be a good move by them if if that was the actual case and you want to get rid of some some toxicity especially if people aren't communicating or getting along with your head coach very well that doesn't that that doesn't bode very well (laughs) it ain't great no i'll tell you that much yeah even more weird. What what do they do about the off tank position? Yeah, yeah. They have no one else. I guess it's just time for Ryu Jake Kong to bust out that uh, Winston again. Mm-hmm. Or get um, Somensu in there on Zarya again. I guess so, right? That's just, they're gonna run Ryan Zarya. They're gonna run Ryan Zarya, uh, like it or not. <laughs> Zarya's banned. Well, all right. Oh, we're gonna play three DPS. <laughs> I don't know. The team, uh, I mean, I, I would like to think that it's not over yet. And I'm pretty sure a lot of the community would probably also agree. It's probably going to be a little bit more fallout tomorrow. A lot of people were expecting um, more to come out, but there was some confirmation from a few people. I think uh, Ethan at the game house said something as well. Um, I saw the, um, I saw um, a few other people saying that the, social media team on or the production team on the on the vancouver titans said that there weren't any more announcements tonight so stay tuned for the for the future here because <laughs> they might drop some more players or some players might just say i'm done with this crap they're also moving back uh the vancouver titans there was that announcement i think on monday they're moving back to uh to na so they're back on the west coast and i believe they're in Vancouver. I think they've moved back to the original training facility that they're yeah. that they wanted to play in or at least practice in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was a big thing too to get them kind of, you know, back up and running over in Vancouver as soon as possible. Um the huge news this week, and I'm kinda of wondering well, I mean, second thing of huge news this week. Uh, actually came before the Vancouver Titans news was that Sinatra actually um, announced his retirement and uh, that uh, he's going to be playing Valorant. And there was like a team that hasn't a Sentinels. I don't think he said that they've officially signed him yet, but he's basically on their team. They, they did. They did actually sign him. Okay. The, the, the least so the Sentinels posted a, uh, their roster so far. Uh-huh. Um, so 
in my mind, that means the contract has been signed. Mm-hmm. There is some letters on paper that says Sinatra is going to play for them under their flag when uh, Valorant does eventually come out. You know, because don't forget, this game is just in beta, so (laughs) this is a huge leap of faith from Sinatra. Um, I think Valorant does have the legs to be really big. I just see it's so funny. It's just so interesting to me that we see a lot of players kind of already devoting their free time to this game. It's going to be big. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. Usually you kind of wait to see a little bit more and kind of see kind of where that competitive scene is going before deciding, oh, this is what we're doing now. Mm -hmm. In their defense, the Overwatch scene is a little bit wonky at the moment. Mm -hmm. So a little bit of uneasiness, a little bit of uncertainty totally makes sense for some people to jump ship at this point. Yeah, and he did a just chatting stream on Twitch. Um, it seemed like he was pretty frustrated with uh, the hero bands um, and the two 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 roll lock. It seemed like those were the main concerns from him. Um, that they were just kind of frustrating for him, and they he would he, I think he was saying that like the two 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 thing he just hated from the start. Um, and there's definitely some pros and cons to to doing the two two two. So I kind of get him to a point. I I personally like it, so I I don't complain about it. But I understand that it's not the most perfect system in the world. Um, personally, I I am starting to hate the hero band thing because it's, it's kind of getting a little annoying, and I could feel him a little bit more on that. <laughs> I feel like we kind of I don't say I don't want to say that we predicted how bad hero bands were, but I feel like we talked about it a bit ago. Uh, where we kind of thought this would happen, yeah. where the hero pools just become a rotating cycle of metas instead of just a rapidly evolving meta. Yeah. It's just, you know, oh, is McCree in... Yeah, it's just now a formula, right? It's just, if McCree is in, play May McCree, whatever. If McCree is out, play Reaper May. Mm-hmm. And then if May is gone, do, I don't know, do whatever, play <laughs> Reaper Doomfist or something, yeah. or you play Torb Ash. Right, like, who, like, th- there's only a few moments of pure creativity in the hero meta, or mm-hmm. at least in a uh, a hero composition that has come out from hero bands. Otherwise, it's just the same thing. It's just a meta that people choose. I'm pretty sure this is the same. These are the same exact hero bands from like two weeks ago. I feel like Mercy was banned. Very f- I think similar, it was Mercy yeah. Ball. McCree Widowmaker. Like I feel like it was the same exact band. Am I wrong there? I think the support was different. I think it was Brig Ball Widow Brig McCree. Ball. Okay, yeah. yes. Okay, okay. It just sucks to not see Widow McCree in there. Like it, it pisses me off. I mean I'm it's it's not that I'm concerned for the fusion <laughs> because they have Carpe, he can play whatever the hell he wants, but like it's just those characters are a lot of fun to watch. They're um a lot of fun to play i mean mccree's really really fun to play for me so if i want to do dps kill i'm just kind of stuck to something else and it's and like you're saying it's just it just turns out to just be a revolving door each week it's like all right cool so uh mccree widowmaker's not banned this week it's gonna be banned next week may somehow continues to 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 be elusive like it's just kind of crazy and that was one of the things like he was saying that the the that was frustrating for him. So 
Um, the thing I'm kind of wondering is, I'm I'm guessing Blizzard's still going to release his MVP skin. <laughs> yeah, they gotta. Yeah, because... I mean, they probably put the work into it. They they, they said it was already done. Right, it was close that's to why. It. Right, like you you pay your artist and your graphics team to create this really cool skin. Yeah, and you watch him leave the game. I, it would be just extremely childish to not release the skin. Yeah, but even then, there's tons of shock fans, right? Like, every everyone that's a really fan of the shock that they like Sinatra news playing, you know, just fans of the game in general, just fans of just getting these cool MVP skins like the Jonax skin. Mm-hmm. They they want that skin anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and it'd be such a letdown to not see it in game and him kind of enshrined as a you know the season MVP. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll be picking it. Especially because it's Rosario, too. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the first thing of news that we got, um, it was actually late Sunday. Um, they announced a May Madness tournament. And with that, they actually released the schedule for uh, in May, which is beautiful because we were talking before the podcast that the scheduling has been getting a little ridiculous. It's just... Like, oh, look, it's, you know, nine o'clock on a Sunday night. Here's who your teams are playing, which I guess for a regular, like, viewer, that's okay. But I feel like part of the hype is if I know that if I knew going into this weekend that the Fusion would play the Paris Eternal, it would add a little bit more hype. It would add a little bit more pressure to the game. It's like, okay, cool. So we have a team that's always been a kind of a bit of a thorn in our side. We've had deja vu happen twice, and we came out victorious one of those times. Like, and uh, lately, it's been let's wait to the last minute to release the schedule. Well, they released all of May, thankfully, so we don't have to sit here in the dark and wait for that. <laughs> God, that was so brutal. Um, yeah, it's just kind of a pain. I want to know who they're playing next week, or if they're playing at all. <laughs> surprise it's yeah. thursday and now you have to make your schedule play around the team yeah you're like god no why and it really sucks because no place that brock and i are right for the game house i think you're probably pretty good here because when does boston's previews up are they friday friday okay so you had you have some time the fusion it, we have a schedule basically where previews of the next week's games are um are released and these go by teams and the fusions are Mondays. So the past like two or three Mondays, I haven't been able to write one to go out on Monday because there is no schedule <laughs> and there's a specific time we need to get our stuff in. So thankfully now that can get back to being a little bit more consistent. We'll see how it is when we hit um, June, but along with the schedule, I'm sorry, I like kind of ranted about that <laughs> along with the schedule. They came out with this May madness tournament and um, it's basically, it kind of reminds me a little bit of a stage final with a little bit more teams in it. Um, and basically all of the matches that are played in May will kind of lead up to this bracket style tournament. Um, and the winner wins 40 grand. So that should be pretty cool. Ooh. Friday, the May 22nd is where you have the higher seeds. Um, you have basically like a wild card seed at, 12 and 13 um so it's the top 13 teams basically um in the uh in the league will go up against each other 
should be interesting. Uh, it would be interesting for teams that make it. Um, some some of us fans will see their team kind of get knocked down the first round and, you know, go on their merry way. Mm-hmm. But this is a really cool changeup. I think there's a lot similar to the COD format, mm-hmm. which has been doing pretty well. Except I believe the COD format is weekends only. Yeah. So uh, a month-long version of that is a really interesting take. And uh, I took a peek at the uh, podcast Jane and Avastu, Mm -hmm. or rather their show, I should say, because they air it live on Twitch, Contested. And Avastu is mentioning how, you know, despite all the doom and gloom of the Overwatch League, John Spector is at least trying, (laughs) right? It it is, we should be uh, optimistic because the leadership Owl has right now does know things aren't great. Like, they are aware that things aren't great. Mm -hmm. And obviously there's a lot of conversation behind the scenes that we don't hear. But they are trying at least anything, right? It started with the hero bands, the hero pools. Now it's this May tournament, right? Like, they've had to do so much pivoting this season due to COVID and various travel restrictions and, you know, shutting everything down. So... On one hand, props to them for trying something, at least getting something out there. Yeah, something new. Yeah, on the other hand, man, you gotta, we, we gotta get some sort of, like, consistency down. I know this year is a, a wash for consistency's sake. Yeah. But, like, going forward, this is a, this is a, a good example of why, A, Overwatch just needs more heroes, so they don't have a hero cri- I'm going to call it a crisis right now, right? Because <laughs> yeah. it's literally just the same six heroes, uh, that, or rather eight, because a couple of them are banned. So they just need a more diverse character pool, and that's where Overwatch 2 comes out. Mm-hmm. And then now there's this gigantic pressure on Overwatch 2 to perform, to deliver all of these things and help like get rid of the stagnation of the game. It's a lot. There's a lot going on with the OWL execs out there. So we are in for a treat, or at least a ride, yeah, <laughs> as oh, yeah. fans going forward. So uh, I realize that we've gone on without even talking about the games yet for yeah. quite a bit, but this is important, I feel. So yeah. I'm no, okay, definitely. and you guys will listen to this. And also, <laughs> as like a very quick side note, the Asia teams actually have their own little bracket, and that's they done do, yes. May 23rd, May 24th. So theirs is going to be done over one weekend. Um, uh, actually, I guess um, the NA ones are actually going to be done. Um, during one weekend it's just the uh, asian teams all seven of them qualify there's no qualifier kind of like yeah many teams well there's only one winner out of the the you know the asian teams is shanghai and it's really not <laughs> even close yeah yeah <laughs> especially after this weekend holy crap yeah see that yeah and, and that's all i had to say about that <laughs> let's use that to what? segue a doozy. What a yeah. doozy of a week it was. Yeah, super. And, and, like, and we didn't even of... talk about the games yet, and here we are. I know. Goodness gracious. And people were trying to say, people were trying to say Overwatch is boring or Owl, nothing's going on. You fools. We all got in a, <laughs> a fire hose style, you know, serving here. Yeah, we got a lot of three Overwatch last weekend. <laughs> Man, did we get some three Overwatch. <laughs> so for those uh, trying to stay up in the morning to catch these uh, Chinese matches... I'm sorry. I feel like your time was wasted because you went right back to bed at six o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it ended right as it started. 
And uh, starting off hot was the Soul Dynasty versus the Hangzhou Spark. And a quick 3-0 on the side of the Dynasty yeah. put the Spark down down the toilet, man. They are struggling. Yeah. I don't know what, what's up with the Spark. They've been extremely inconsistent. I kind of felt going into this season that um, of the three Chinese teams, of the three newer, like, last year expansion teams, the Hangzhou, Guangzhou, and Chengdu, I thought that the Spark were kind of the, the, the number one player there. But um, they've been... They have been doing really crappy. Um, they have a game coming up against the Hunters on Sunday. Um last week so we'll go over that here in a moment but um they haven't been looking great um all three of those teams have been just looking so inconsistent like we were saying last week it's just like well one of the teams is playing the other one let's roll the dice it's just so random it's so hard to put your finger on but yeah they got rolled by the soul dynasty and soul's been looking pretty good yeah soul has been looking very dominant spark lost i mean the past couple weeks already that's kind of just been our analysis yeah the spark just haven't really looked you know together at all Mm -hmm. um it's just been godsby versus the world and obviously the world is winning yeah oh yeah but moving on to a more exciting game until it became a 3-0 as well (laughs) (laughs) Guangzhou charge versus shanghai dragons yeah Dragons will take that one 3 0 to the bank. Yeah. And, um. Was this. Bef- again? Not even close. Was this before or after? I think Neptuno actually had to leave the Spark for visa purposes. This is correct. Or the charge, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, so I think this was after that happened, right? Waya, W-Y-A, mm-hmm. and Neptuno both had to go home yeah. uh, due to their visas expiring. So the charge were. Uh, I, I don't know, I don't want to say forced, but like they literally had to play Chara. Mm-hmm. Not that Chara is incredibly bad. It's just they were performing with Neptuno actually pretty well. Yeah. It just it didn't even make a difference. The nah. Shanghai DPS are just just so versatile. Yeah. You could have so kept lethal. Neptuno in there if he was still there. They still would have gotten smashed. Yeah, it, it just <laughs> wouldn't have been, wouldn't have made a difference. Yeah. Yeah, just, just Shanghai's just so good. Yeah, yeah. Coming out of this weekend, um, and, and we'll go over the the game again, the game after the uh, the Spark versus the Hunters. Um, I I now put Shanghai Dragons as my number one team in the league. I've jumped on the Brock train. I remember you were saying that they're the best team in the league. Um, come on, they're definitely the best team in the league. I I don't think that the Fusion even could stand a chance against them. And the Fusion, in my opinion, are the second best team in the league. There's just I, I feel like the fusion would just get their their asses handed to them. Now I'll say it would be close, mostly so? because Carpe kind of uh, is in a league of his own. Yeah, you know when it comes to DPS, yeah. he is very he has the carry potential to uh, keep up with Shanghai. Mm-hmm. However, Shanghai has looked very just strong just like the addition of Fleta has made all the difference. Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. and he doesn't even play every game. Yeah. And that's crazier to me. They're swapping out their roster a little bit, still trying to get a feel for who they actually like. You know, they're putting Fearless in. They're putting, uh, like, uh, Ding, DM, Lip. Like, they're trying all different types of DPS combos as well. They're putting in uh, Luffy and Izayaki. Yeah. This is just what Shock wanted to be, but they couldn't. Yeah, they have a lot of depth, depth this year. It's crazy. And... They're doing a lot of that roster shuffling, but it's actually working. 
truly wild, honestly. Yeah. Um, not as wild as this next match no. because next match was very tame. <laughs> uh, my hot take fell extremely uh, flat. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, you kind of burnt yourself on this one. Yeah. And uh, you know what? But that's all right because that's why people come to this podcast. <laughs> and then they were like, wow, wowzers. If Maradon was right, this would have been crazy. <laughs> Maradon is a dingus. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but Mono 360 shattered the entire Shingo Hunter team, and uh, that was it. Yeah, they look they look fantastic too. The the the, uh, the NYXL. Um, I mean, the competition wasn't really great. Like as much as I love the hunters, and I thought they were gonna throw a curveball the NYXL, their competition this weekend wasn't great. So I think that also allowed them to 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 thrive. Um, I still have the NYXL as a top five team. Um, they're still a powerhouse to me. I still think that they belong in the top five. Um, but they. They just came out and just beat the living piss out of the poor hunters. There's no the doubt in my mind that that's, this team is a, a top five team. What's that? There's no doubt in my mind that the New York Excelsior are a top five team. I've seen them kind of bounce around in, I mean, they've always been top ten in people's power rankings, but I kind of like, I always have them at like three or four. I've seen them kind of bounce around like six, seven. I'm just like, I think you guys are crazy. <laughs> I think that was me. I think I put him up there one Crazy. of these past weeks. <laughs> yeah, I, it's just like I, I, I have always. NYXL is a powerhouse team in the regular season. I mean, you, you can, you can, uh, you'll hear that, you'll hear this now, and you'll remember this in the May tournament. They will lose. They don't play good under pressure. Nope. Which is unfortunate for them and, and and the people who love the NYXL. They just they're they're one of those teams. They're like they're like the San Jose Sharks um, of the. Overwatch League. They are a team that will destroy you in the regular season. Like, drag your corpse around everywhere. <laughs> and then in the postseason, it's like they forgot how to play. Yeah, they just dropped their spaghetti everywhere, the right on the keyboard. Mom like, spaghetti. I don't know, man. <laughs> it's just so heavy. Yeah. My arms are so heavy. <laughs> Until then, New York is a machine and a juggernaut. Yes. And will not be stopped until they destroy the rest yeah. of the league. Mm-hmm. And until they get to the playoffs. True. Yeah. <laughs> Heading into the North American games, mm-hmm. this was one that we thought was going to be a lot closer, and then it yeah. wasn't. Yeah. Uh, Atlanta Range taking on the Philly Fusion. Yeah. The boys, the black and gold, take it 3-0. Yeah, the fusion. I guess black and orange, not the, gold. The fusion had an answer for everything the Atlanta Reign threw at them. It always seemed like the fusion in this game were just a step ahead of the rain. Like the rain would go and they'd commit ults, and then you'd see the fusion like have either an answer to it or always have a counter ult to it. Especially in Rialto, it was it was insane. It's they just looked really, really, really good. Um, I feel like the games were competitive i don't think it was like a it wasn't like a 3-0 wash like they were competitive but philly was obviously the better performer here and i mean i I know that's kind of like a john madden thing to say like pointing out the obvious but like looking at the matches themselves you can tell that they were close but philly was just that much better um each match this felt Philly just does that yeah it's so ridiculous yeah like Atlanta is a top tier team, and Philly just 
just dumpstered them. Mm-hmm. One of the one of the casters has said something that I agree with, and it was Philly's a really good team, but there's sometimes where like you don't you expect there to be a little bit more. You expect like going for the jugular where it's like you can you can tell they're the better team but they're not the better team by that much but that small margin that their that their skill level is above the team that they're playing shows so it's not like a, like a shanghai team that we're going to be talking about here um in a few minutes against one of the other teams um that's really really good where they just dominated this team like no chance at all. Like every game, the Atlanta Rain was like could have been in it. it. It's not like they pulled the rug from under the team that they're playing, and that's what kind of scares me. That's what that's what makes me think that the Shanghai Dragons are a better team than Philly because their their wins are a little bit more dominant, in my opinion. I see. I like that. Yeah. I I can see that. All right. All right. Well. We can only hope that they face each other soon enough in that May tournament, oh, but... That would be great. <laughs> until then, we'll have to keep watching the San Francisco Shock just beat the crap yeah. out of Los Angeles Valiant, because yeah. they just only play each other, I guess, now. I, that uh, sucks for the Valiant. It is very unfortunate. Yeah. It's very unlucky to keep playing the former champ and then lose 3-0 mm-hmm. like they did this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shock don't need Sinatra, man. They they're good. Yeah. They got Striker. They got Architect. They don't. They're all set, man. That's kind of. I mean, I was a little surprised to see Sinatra leave, but he hasn't gotten like almost any play. He's played in a few games this year, but for the most part, they're they're not playing him. Um. So he's just like, you know what? I'm just gonna go play some Valorant instead. <laughs> you know, when he can't play uh, Zarya in a in a goat's meta, he's I'm he, I'm out of here, I'm man. <laughs> I can't and, beam people down. This is dumb. And it sucks for the game. Valiant. I keep giving them the benefit of the doubt, too. I still keep them fairly high on my power rankings. Like right, I think I put them right outside of the top 10 on the uh, the game house power rankings. Like I think that they're a good team. It's just they need to basically... I feel like they need to catch their breath, and they haven't had a chance to catch their breath. It's like, here you go, powerhouse team against powerhouse team against powerhouse team. It's like, all right, like they need to play somebody in the dumpster to get their <laughs> to get their um their morale back i feel like once they build their morale back they'll start competing again but until they just keep getting beat down and beat down by these teams that are just these big powerhouses i can't see that happening hey you never know with the team like the valley and their personalities are pretty big yeah uh, we even got to see gig in this game that was nice so I mean, he got gig it. is still playing overwatch everybody don't worry it's not just only Dreamer now. He got beat around, which was kind of unfortunate. But it was eh, nice to if see. If you him. like that. Yeah. I liked Gig, like, week one. Like, that was awesome. Just because it was like, all right, who's this guy? Okay, he's really good. So they have him. And then they've just been playing Dreamer ever since, pretty much. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes coaching decisions are very interesting. Yeah, definitely. Like, eh. Gig is the more aggressive of the Reinhardt players, and I guess when you want to kind of stylize yourself or you feel like the meta is a little bit different, it's a little slower, mm-hmm. you want Dreamer back in there or you want Dreamer's flexibility onto Arissa. Mm-hmm. Eh, yeah. I can see it. It makes sense, and obviously I'm not uh, an Overwatch League coach, so I really can't say that which <laughs> which start sits are better, mm-hmm. uh, especially since Packing 10 has done 
uh, like a great job already with this team, mm-hmm. despite having to play San Francisco four times yeah. out of the six, seven games that they've played. Yeah, and they got a tough one that we'll go over. Uh, they have a tough one next week too. It's just like they they, they don't get any break. It's just like literally right, cool. no breaking, Here, no breaks on this train. Here's every like top five, top ten team in Overwatch. Have fun. Valorant are finding themselves <laughs> accidentally in the bottom five, and they're like, "Guys, please, this is so dumb." Yeah, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be low on the standings, and you're gonna look and remember the effort that they put out against the Shock and against a few other teams in the beginning of the season. You're gonna say, "Wait a minute, this team doesn't deserve to be there." And you look at who they played, and you're like, oh, "Okay, I guess I can kind of see." You're like, "Ah, that makes sense." Yeah. God damn it. Yeah, I feel bad. I really want that team to do really good because they kind of grew on me from. From the, the the way they just sh- like shocked the league, like everyone had the Valiant down. Like I had them nineteenth in my preseason power rankings because I was like, "Who the hell is this team?" And it's kind of like how Chengdu grew on me in a way. Like it's just like some weird something unusual happens, and it and it makes a team grow on me. And they have grown on me, and I'm just kind of waiting for them to to wake back up. You hear that? Overwatch League organizations, just be wonky, be weird, just and be you'll wonky. get a new fan in Meridon. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or plant trees, because that's what FlyQuest does. Oh, if we had a team that planted trees, just like FlyQuest, I, 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 I don't even pay attention too much to League of Legends. I do a little bit just to kind of understand the eSport, and I love FlyQuest. Like, I want to buy some merchandise from them just because of the awesome job that they do. We need a team in Overwatch League that does that. Maybe Boston, because... <laughs> They're not they doing anything something. else. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. It's funny because it, it's true. Cause it's true. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> uh, uh, back back over to the China. Uh, it's Hangzhou versus Chengdu. Yeah. And just when we were just making fun of the spark, they come out in 3-1, the Chengdu Hunters. Yeah, I don't know. So back to our primetime analysis. No one knows what's going on over there in China. <laughs> The only team that that, that that looks like they know how to play Overwatch is is the the dragons in the the Chinese of the Chinese teams, because it's just you see you just see these these other three teams and they just go back and forth and like I I thought going in this weekend I'm like the hunters there's no way they lose to the spark the spark looked like crap. I woke up Sunday morning and saw three to one. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, what what do these teams do? <laughs> Nothing makes sense. <laughs> it yeah. never does. It's so weird. I mean, absolutely ridiculous. I still cluster them together in the power rankings because I think like you just never know. It just depends on the day. Like you never know what you're gonna get. The next week, um, let's see who Chen, does Chengdu play them next week. Um, no, Chengdu doesn't play next week. Um, I'm just like checking to see. Oh, they do. They play the NYXL. They're gonna get smashed. But like, I was, I, yeah, I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna see if like you know the charge, the spark, or the hunters played each other because you look at it and and I go find a thing of dice and roll the dice and just see who wins because you just never know it's freaking weird <laughs> yeah there's really not much else to discuss no. it's just weird yeah. dude and then like i guess you can get into their roster decisions and that's still just weird yeah like the spark are trying to figure out between sashin and ria yeah and like why one of them is actually your dedicated off tank player just let him play and figure it out yeah. they're like no 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 yeah they play sashin a lot we need our Roadhog one trick to play D.Va. Like, no, don't do that. That doesn't make sense. So nutty. That 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 region is just... Those three teams are just crazy. They'll I mean, figure it out eventually. Yeah. I think. I mean, I, I like it because it's something different. It's just like, oh, you like watching Overwatch League? Well, we're going to throw a wrench in everything you know about Overwatch League. And here's those three Chinese teams. 
Thank you, China. Thank you, Very China. cool. <laughs> uh, moving on to the game that everyone was really excited about, including ourselves. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Shanghai versus Seoul. This, I thought, and I said last week, was going to be like a playoff game. It was like a quarterfinal, semifinal type of game. Yeah. I really hope it's not like this when we get to the playoff season because that would be really disappointing. Shanghai slapped Seoul. Oh, my gosh. 3-0. Seoul didn't even look like a team. I'm just like, what? <laughs> this powerhouse team? What, like, what happened to them? I'm like, holy crap. This was a case that we don't see that often in Overwatch where they got outcoached. Yeah. Uh, the Shanghai Dragons knew exactly what they needed to do, and it was to get Marvel onto uncomfortable positions. Mm-hmm. And it, they were kind of discussing it on the, the live cast as well, where you just saw Marvel go to swap the Sigma, and then it's like, oh, I can't. I have to go back to D.Va, and then just get absolutely bullied. Yeah. Yeah, this is and that was kind of just the the tail of the tape right there. The the match just became, do we let Marvel do anything? And if it's no, then all right, we're gonna win this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is why I put the Shanghai Dragons at number one. I mean, they just they just beat the living hell out of the dynasty, and and I was expecting like a three to two at most three one, but hard fought three one. Nah, Dragons just steamrolled them. Just like whoa, <laughs> there's there's. I can't believe the Shanghai Dragons started off as shaky as they did. Like, the way that they've looked ever since those shaky starts. I was just like... Yeah, I chalked that up to just not preparing correctly Mm -hmm. for weirder teams like Shengdu. Yeah. And I think they just focused on, you know, getting into the right meta, having good ideas, and warming up to getting back into Owl. And, uh, yeah, it took them a couple games, but, yeah, now they are... In a very, very scary form yeah, right now. they're unstoppable. But someone that is also now looking unstoppable is that New York team. <laughs> uh, we saw them roll over Shengdu on Saturday and on Sunday. They did it again against the Charge. It was just yeah. an absolute <laughs> clown, f- like, not clown fest, but it was like New York clowned on the Charge. Yeah. 3-0. <sighs> I don't really have too much to say here other than the NYXL look great. The charge look like the charge. <laughs> I and that's really all you need to say. Like that. And <laughs> yeah. then kind of like moving on yeah. because New York just looked that dominant. The The charge obviously are missing Neptuno, but that's only really just one player. And they, while I thought they were going to look much better than they are right now, they do have like most of the pieces from last year. So I don't understand kind of where it's going wrong. I can only imagine it's just that LAN environment, or sorry, that um, online environment is, is hurting them. Yeah. I When I was talking to, to, to Funny Astro, he, he was saying that obviously it's not really doing anything to them because <laughs> they're performing really well. But not having the fans behind, not having that kind of dynamic there, I feel like can actually have an impact on a team. And that could possibly be what's going on with them. Because they have a pretty good team. They played really well last year. I'm pretty sure the Charge made the playoffs last year. They did. <laughs> like a low seed. But um, I I don't know. These these three Chinese teams, they blow my mind every week. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't have them winning against the NYXL. But I don't know. It's just weird. 
Hey, Chinese Overwatch is weird. <laughs> we are all with you there. <laughs> <laughs> There's like no other way to say it. It just sounds like a cop out, but it just it is what it is. Just go go watch these teams play each other. You're gonna look at it and you're like, what the hell is going on? You're like, no, that's the Chinese Overwatch. <laughs> it's I don't know Chinese what to tell Overwatch. <laughs> yeah. It's alright, because we we go straight from one clobbering yeah. to another. And uh let's all pour one out for the boys in blue, yeah. those Boss Uprising boys, as they uh, they got sped run by the Florida Mayhem. The Mayhem uh, has been looking damn good, too. It was a bad time for Boston to be playing them. It was an unfortunate time for Boston Uprising. And, you know, and, and that's good. And that's not going to be our excuse now, which is an unlucky running into a team that's on fire right now. Yeah. Um, you know, you hate to see it. Really, Boston had a good game plan. They just weren't ready for florida hitting the w key at every waking moment of the match yeah. up till the point where they were in boston spawn yeah you know hard hard to plan around that one yeah that was uh that had to be tough Bad. to watch for you <laughs> it was I mean, not good mayhem looked dominant <laughs> the entire game they looked really good uh, it's... they they beat the living hell out of the the eternal last week and i'm just like oh this team's the team finally might have gotten their groove because paris has been doing really good lately um it's unfortunate uh, (laughs) and when they did indeed get their groove boston was there to really cement that confidence boost you're like here's a boost yeah (laughs) yeah uh not much to really discuss here uh boston looked horrendous florida looks really good and that they get to play each other again this weekend. Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah. That's a big. That's a big oof. But even better is the the match after theirs. It was the huge the battle for Texas, and this one was a doozy. Yeah. It had everything. Yeah. It had good play. It had some feeding. It had some <laughs> nonsense. It was awesome. It was so great, and the fuel come out on top this time around three to two. Three to two. The only like close game this entire weekend. It's Literally, like three Overwatch, Hungzhou Spark versus Chengdu Hunters three to one, and like this is like the only one that was actually competitive. <laughs> I was gonna say uh, this and Hangzhou were legitimately the only two scores that were not three zero. Yeah, and that is so incredibly rare, but I love it. Yeah, yeah. Glad to see that 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 the fuel, <laughs> even though it was a little nutty, uh, kind of um, are, are stepping their game up. This fuel team that we've been waiting to perform for two years now. <laughs> Houston Outlaws though the Houston Outlaws have been looking pretty pretty decent too lately so so I'm I'm glad for them I know they they had a rough start but it's good to see them kind of um, you know getting on the right foot even though they lose this game but they're yeah. bouncing back a little bit yeah yeah bouncing back a little bit they're getting in their groove yeah it's uh, nice to only see to a, be a close game uh, yeah well, how, unfortunately their this next upcoming week is uh, <laughs> not going to be as <laughs> great for Houston. That is the truth. Um, moving on to next week's games, uh, they start on um, Saturday, bright and early, four a.m. Soul Dynasty taking on the Charge. Um, this is going to be a nice, quick three-zero, and if it isn't, I'd be shocked. <laughs> yep, uh, I absolutely agree. <laughs> Soul is looking for a little bit of revenge after getting embarrassed by Shanghai. So, yeah, uh, much like the uprising against Florida Mayhem, the Charge are on the wrong side of a team. Uh, ready to get back into it. Yeah, yeah. The Dynasty ha- have some morale boosters this weekend. 
Um, we'll get into their next game coming up, but I could see that being an easy 3-0 as well. But Seoul looking to get back in that win column after that spanking they took. <laughs> I was going to say tough loss. I mean, it is a tough loss. It's, like, a yeah, it's a little worse than that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, we are treated to another awesome game uh, next at 6 a.m. Um, these are Eastern time, by the way. Um, the Shanghai Dragons versus the NYXL. Well, what we think is going to be a good game. Yeah, this could be a nice GG on the, on the freaking <laughs> uh, Dragons here, too. I don't know. I, I have the Dragons winning this. I mean, I want to say that this game is going to be close like that Soul matchup. Mm-hmm. However, I have been proven wrong <laughs> a mere week ago. I think New York's got a little more uh, kind of staying power than Seoul might in a match that ends up getting a little bit one-sided. Mm-hmm. I think Shanghai still got it. I think Shanghai is still legitimately the best team in the league right now. Mm-hmm. I think New York gets one map. Yeah, I, th- I think that's. I think it's gonna be a nice three-one. They have hot uh, Shanghai favor. Yeah. Yeah, they they got more more importantly they got Mono back and he's feeling himself yeah. again after that charge match. So their tank line is, is yeah th- yeah their tank line is pretty good. We'll see the tank line. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll see how the Shanghai Dragons do against that team. Uh, yeah, I definitely see three one three one. Um, starting the NA games, kind of a eh, dumpster fire in a way. Dallas Fuel versus the Justice. I mean, the Fuel have been looking pretty good lately. So I have a feeling they'll definitely get a win against the Washington Justice team. That just I, I don't even know what the hell's wrong with that team. They just lost. They lost their identity. They're trying to get it back. Who who knows? I'm yeah. with you. Like what what went wrong? Whew. Let's blame the meta. I guess I don't, I don't know. know. They have to the start making up there. excuses. I mean, they have Corey. They have Corey and then God. Yeah, and I and I've always sung Stratus's praise. Um, praises, but they they really haven't played them since the beginning of the season, and I kind of felt like Corey and Stratus were the the Justice carry. Now it's basically just the Corey show, and they've been playing Tuba, who hasn't been looking like horrible. But I don't know. I just I want to see them play Stratus. I want to see that that chemistry back because I feel like those two guys have a lot of really good chemistry and a lot of potential can come out of that chemistry but it just hasn't been able to flourish. Tube is probably just performing better. Maybe I'm just overrating Stratus. I'm not sure, but I don't know. I just really thought that the Washington Justice were going to be a really, really good team this year, and they have they came out swinging, but then they just kind of fizzled. Yeah, at this point, try anything. Yeah. You know? Throw it at the wall so, so it sticks. <laughs> So here's here's the hope and justice can figure it out. I do. I think Dallas takes this one though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, the Valiant continue their freaking climb of Mount Everest against uh, the Atlanta Rain here. Um, I I want to see the Valiant win because the Rain are in the Fusions division. <laughs> I like the Rain though a lot, um, and I can't see the Valiant winning against the Rain. I don't know. I think the Rain are just too strong for them. It'll also be nice to see the Atlanta Rain play somebody other than Philly. Yeah. You know, they play a very top team in the uh, the Valiant, mm-hmm. but the Rain, I think, are going to take this one more easy than, uh, than I hope anyway. Mm-hmm. I hope it's a close match. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think the Valiant uh, have just the pieces yet. I think they're very, very close to be able to beat this team. Yeah. But Atlanta, I think, overpowers them. Yeah. Valiant's just got to keep grinding, get their feet under them again. Because if they perform like they did the first week, they'll be they'll be kind of back on in their winning ways. But until then, I don't know. <laughs> and then, like we were just saying, Overwatch League just keeps throwing tough teams at them, too. So it's kind of hard to get your feet under you if you keep just getting steamrolled by really good teams yeah and that's just a, such a morale dumpster yeah and opposite of booster and i guess that kind of proves that the valiant really aren't that great that we think they are but also i don't think they're as bad as they've been playing i don't know yeah we'll we'll keep popping them up anyway yeah definitely they're i i keep giving them the benefit of the doubt they'll, they'll stay up higher in my power rankings until they really crap the bed yeah <laughs> Uh, the next one, Houston Outlaws are going to have a, a hell of a fight uh, against the San Francisco Shock. Um, I, I can't see the Houston Outlaws winning a match or a map. Nope. Uh, that one's going to be all San Fran all day. Yeah. I'd love to see the upset. Um, I really highly, highly doubt that that's going to happen. I'm not going to make any stupid hot takes like I did last week. <laughs> well, all right. Actually, no, I take it back because Houston did bring the fuel to five games and the fuel brought the shock to five games. So, yeah. so there's some hope. <laughs> uh, maybe a little bit of Houston going to Matt five with San Fran. Yeah. That would be interesting. I would, I would love that. That would be such a, uh, what's it called? Like a narrative from some people. <laughs> yes. That Sinatra leaves immediately. Houston takes San Fran to map five. Did is Owl dying? I don't know. Someone would say Owl dying somehow, but they'd go for a reach. <laughs> <laughs> Who's to yeah. say? But yeah, San Fran should on paper easily take this one. Yeah, they should. Um, so starting off with Soul Dynasty's um second game, they start off Sunday um against the Spark. Another kind of hey here's some more morale boost um i i can't see the spark taking a game off of the dynasty i feel like the dynasty have too easy three overwatches this week i absolutely agree yeah. i definitely cannot see soul losing either match this week they are just too strong yeah which is just like an even weirder thought process of seeing how good Shanghai looked against Seoul <laughs> yeah. and how good, good Seoul has looked against every other Chinese team yeah. and how poor every other Chinese team has looked playing each other. <laughs> like, there's, like, those a clear, clear divide between all three layers. It's like, wow. Uh, when they, when and if they finally get to play some of these NA teams, mm. then we'll have a better sense of what's going on. But uh, until then, hands in the air, shrug emoji. <laughs> We have no idea. I feel like if you had one of those like colored tier lists, you'd put like you'd have like the C tier, and the C tier would encapsulate Chengdu Hunters, the Guangzhou Charge, and the Hangzhou Spark, and then you'd have like the A tier that's the Seoul Dynasty, and then you'd have like the double S tier would be like the Shanghai Dragons. <laughs> like I just feel like the the gap between the Shanghai Dragons and the Seoul Dynasty are just is just that high. I mean, I guess you could throw NYXL and and uh, London in the mix too. We don't know how London looks. Yeah, we have no but, idea how London's gonna do. Yeah, I want to see um, the NYXL play Soul. That's what I'm excited for. I, I do, uh, I do want to see that. And uh, not sure when that'll happen. I have the the uh, I have the um, schedule, schedule kind of floating up, around here on like, one of the tabs. I don't see that 
Eh, whatever. Yeah, I hope we can we do at some point. It will be soon. It has to be. There's no other way. Yeah. Um, the next game is a rematch of last week, where the Chengdu Hunters will get absolutely rolled by the NYXL again. Uh, I can't see the Chengdu Hunters taking another map again. My hot take was nope. ridiculous, and uh, yeah. <laughs> this is three Overwatch, boy. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, Sunday gets to see the Fusion play Paris again. <laughs> it's just been Paris, Atlanta, Atlanta, Paris. Um, Paris has been a thorn in the Fusion side. The only team that has dealt the Fusion a loss. Um, Deja Vu happened twice where the Paris Eternal go up two games to nothing. Um, the Fusion turned it on last time, came back, forced a game five again. Um, and actually won it last time. Um, but the way that the Fusion's playing right now, and the way that Carpe is still continuing to play out of his mind, and the way that the Eternal are still missing, Exe soon hasn't really been on his game. The hero bands are kind of playing more in the favor of the Fusion uh, with with like maybe some Tracer play going on and Tobjorn still not banned. I have the Fusion here. I would agree. I think the Fusion will end up taking this one. Paris, while they have looked okay, they looked really poor against Florida, yeah. and I don't think Florida's better than Philly, so yeah. Philly all the way. I'm going to say three. I'll go three Overwatch for Philly. Three Overwatch. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll curse your boys. Sorry. I, I feel like Paris is definitely weaker than the Atlanta Reign, but for some reason, it's just like... It's almost like the the Flyers and the uh, the Atlanta Thrashers franchise that's now the Winnipeg Jets. Like the Flyers could be, you know, eighty one and zero, looking for a perfect eighty two and zero NHL season, and the uh, Winnipeg Jets fran uh, the the Atlanta Thrashers Winnipeg Jets franchise could be zero and eighty one, and they'd get their first win against the Flyers. Like it's so weird. Like I kind of feel like Paris is that team that's just a thorn in their side. I mean, and rightfully so. Paris has a Paris has a good team, and it's not like I'm saying they're a terrible team. But I feel like the Fusion are just so much better than them. But like they always kind of let Paris take advantage of them. Yeah, who knows? Really, it might be a coaching thing. It might be a play style thing. Mm-hmm. It might just be for some reason. Soon and Nico just feel more comfortable playing against Carpe and whoever they decide to play on DPS that mm-hmm. week. But Something in that Paris water lets them play very well against Philly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Should be an interesting match. Also, bonus points for mentioning the Atlanta Thrashers. Yes. Oh, my goodness. That is a throwback (laughs) and a half. I haven't seen that name in 20 years. Every time the Flyers would play the Atlanta Thrashers, I'm like, well, this is a loss. I don't care how bad the Thrashers are or how good the Flyers are. They just don't beat that team. Um, I mean, the... Fusion have beaten Paris, but that team was always a thorn in the side of the Flyers. It didn't matter who was better than who was better and who was worse. There was always a thorn. Famous, famous Atlanta hockey. Yeah, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, good old Thrashers. Moving along to another rematch, uh, your boys versus the Florida Mayhem again, and like we were saying, your boys caught the Florida Mayhem at the wrong time. What could you realistically change in a week after getting that stomped, that embarrassed as a team? Yeah. You know, this is like a kind of a thought experiment, even for, you know, 
for all you fans out there, for all you aspiring Overwatch coaches, what the hell do you do? Pick up Janu. When your team gets so boomed. <laughs> correct. That's what you do. You pick up Janu and you pick up Pajan and you go, whatever, you guys can fix it, right? <laughs> do your thing. Two days before the match. So <laughs> It's so simple. Why does no one else do this? Just just pick up Runaway Forehead. Yeah. I don't think Bruce has been, Bruce been playing that bad. Every time I watch him, he isn't doing anything flashy, but he doesn't look terrible. I mean, that kind of just shows it all, right? Yeah. Like, we, like just just non-existent play. Yeah. He uh, has yet to negate an ultimate on both D.Va and uh, Sigma. Mm. So that's a bit of an uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, he just doesn't really make a presence, and that's a big mm. issue because I think, in theory, our tank line is the weakest line right now. Yeah. Uh potentially an overwatch but man i don't even know like it, it's just the the sheer the sheer fear that boston plays with sometimes mm-hmm. is is enough to rip my hair out yeah they do not press the w key they don't push any advantage they try to play super careful and they get punished because this isn't goats where you can kind of play a lot slower or, or like you're playing dive where you can play a lot slower mm. when you're playing with may Right, like you have to take all that space in order to, you know, a capital capitalize on walls, you know, be able to hold that area with the Rhine and with Diva on an off angle or something like that. So when Boston doesn't do that, yeah, like you want to be brawling, and they just like are way too scared. They're too worried that Fusion is gonna die, which is correct. Mm-hmm. But he's been not even had a shot to stay alive, mm-hmm. you know. But so so you ended up getting a mini rant out of me this week. I was gonna try to keep it short. But. <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's just a, it's got to be infuriating to watch. There's nothing worse than your team just not playing well. Oh, just it in is. General, and I'm not even trying to like I'm not trying to like make fun of the Boston Uprise or make fun of you. It just sucks to no, watch your team get beat down. You're allowed to make fun of everyone else's. So. Um, the last game is the Defiant versus the Gladiators. Now, I'm happy to see some of these matches here. We got to, we were gonna, we're gonna get to see Valiant versus Rain. We're gonna get to see a little bit of West Coast versus East Coast. I like this. I dig it. Um, I do too. I, I like this. I like this matchup a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can see the Gladiators taking this pretty easily, but it's nice to kind of still see East versus West. <laughs> Oh yeah, this is gonna be gladiators all the way. This is gonna be some three overwatch for sure. Yeah, poor De- defiant man. Just I don't know. The DPS is there and not really anything else. Yeah, when uh, this this gladiator team is outclassing their opponent in every single position, that's when you know it's gonna be some good three overwatch. Yeah, definitely the gladiators are gonna look to get the brooms out, get that sweep going. Um, and, and that's the games next week. Now, again, remember that these results do um, count towards this May Madness tournament. So they will count as regular season games and also for this May Madness tournament. So um, they hold a little bit more weight because these teams want to win some cash. And cash it should be, it shall be for the winning teams. Yeah. For, it's 40k for the tournament champion, 20k for the second second place team third and fourth get 5k um and each tournament win gets 5k so getting that little bit extra money will be definitely a target for these organizations and uh, they'll probably uh 
give it their all to make that tournament. Some bragging rights too. That always helps. Please, some roster improving money or something like yeah. that. Forty k is not a lot when you need to make a more roster move. But. Yeah, yeah, true that. Anywho, let's dive into some overthoughts yes. here. First and foremost, the CC changes that went on to experimental are now live. That means you can come back from a May freeze a little quicker, bump, uh, hop up from a Ryan Shatter a little faster, and get out of McCree's stun a little quicker as well. So, hey, divey characters, your your life's a little easier, but don't get too excited, Doomfist and Wrecking Ball and Sombra, because <laughs> you're definitely under the microscope this time around. Yeah, I actually didn't play any of the experimental cards to see these changes. I probably should have. It's probably bad of me to not do that. But um, Did you get a chance to try these? So I didn't play them because I have really not <laughs> touched Overwatch that much, actually. Mm. Uh, combination of life has been whack. Yeah. And <laughs> and uh, Valor, obviously. i am uh, been quite jamming that game. But uh, watching a few of the side-by-side comparisons... Mm. The changes are gigantic, and I okay. knew this was going to happen, especially when I said on the podcast, I think two weeks ago, or maybe even last week, when I was talking about how changes like 1.3 to 1.25 are you know, so minute, how could they actually be changing? Mm-hmm. Just kidding, because when you're a May and you get shattered by a Rhine, you're now able to ice block out of the pin. Ooh, okay. Also, for things like... Uh, I believe it was the May freeze. You know, you're you're able to like dodge headshots, or you don't take two headshots anymore as a tank, and so you can't can't really get half health anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so these changes are really nice, with the exception of the Ana one. That one's still a giant question mark. Yeah. Why punish Sleep Dart more now? Uh, you can get more value from a like a Dragon Blade mm-hmm. still, and Ana just dies. So. Yeah. I think we were we were discussing these the actual patch itself an episode or two before. I remember we were talking about Ana and the sleep dart duration going from six to five. I don't know. I don't like it because it's a skill shot. It's not like something that's easy to hit. <laughs> it's not like flashbang where you throw it in your general in the general direction of something <laughs> and it stuns yeah, them like or breaks. Yeah, yeah. Ana, you actually have to aim it. You pretty much have to like. Um, you have to uh, basically make a judgment of where the, the enemy's going to be because a lot of the times they're not just like running in a straight line. You have to kind of lead your shot. So I don't know. I don't really agree with that one too much. The other one's definitely Earth Shatter, um, the, the, the freeze stun, the blizzard duration down from five seconds to from five seconds to 4.25. I like that. McCree flashbang. Uh, sure. I don't know. Kind of, I, I feel like McCree flashbang is one of those things that's it's easy to land, but it's also easy to outplay a McCree. So it kind of like makes you play a little bit hesitant around a McCree. Maybe, maybe people get a little bit more ballsy. I don't know if it's enough to get a little bit more ballsy in front of McCree now, but yeah, Probably interesting not. changes. Yeah, but definitely, yeah, no, they are good changes for sure. Yeah, oh, definitely. CC is annoying. <laughs> In every game, CC is annoying. Yeah, it's so needed. So needed but... Yeah, needed but annoying. And lastly, we have the uh, the Fran Overwatch tournament. Yeah, the Community Cup. 
And I'll let you dive into this a little bit more because I know you actually wrote about yeah, it. Yeah, so I wrote an article on the Game House about it. I'll link that in the description. Um, so Fran is a um, Overwatch streamer. She is a content creator for the Atlanta Reign. And she was also uh, a champion in the Echo Tournament. Her team took the Echo Tournament. The team was stacked. It had like Harblue on it, Dante on it. Um, I can't remember who else for the life of me was on it. Um, but she's hosting a community cup that actually has a $5,000 plus, I'm guessing it's growing, um, pool that actually has some bands associated with it, Arissa May Brig or band. Um, and this is going to happen on May 4th. And the thing that makes this really nice, um, is, is the timing of it because we had some teams drop out of contenders, um, uh, last week and, and, and over the last week um or this week and over the last week uh with like team envy dropping their or cutting their roster uh same thing with clockwork vendetta last weekend montreal rebellion and so so tier two overwatch has been taking a huge hit because of valorant because of burnout because of pay the whole there's a bunch of different reasons why um and basically this event is to uh it's an open event and it is open to uh, contenders players and top open division team players. Um, and it will be on May 4th. And it also got a um, new partner in Monkey Bubble. Apparently they have... Uh, I did a little bit of research for this project because I was actually... Uh, or the project um, article because I was unfamiliar with who Monkey Bubble is. But they're a company that helps um, organize events. They actually... Uh, assisted with the echo um tournament they've done some other side tournaments themselves they did the female um they did the female overwatch tournament that happened like last week it was like that um gosh i don't remember what it was called but it was like a like a female overwatch tournament that occurred um they helped it with that uh female legends that's what it was called um they've also done some work with clockwork vendetta and they do some work with some other tier two and tier three teams um so she's kind of got a partner in crime with her so um a well-needed probably fun to watch tournament's gonna happen um may 4th there's some money involved so there's some weight that's that's added to the tournament you give some tier two guys some time to shine pay some attention to tier two unlike blizzard kind of does which is super unfortunate and ridiculous but it is what it is and uh yeah it's gonna be something positive and fun to watch coming up it's and with Star Wars everything Day. No. being wonky. May 5th is Star Wars Day, but yes. Oh, oh. No, May 4th is Star Wars Day. I'm tripping balls. Yeah, I, was, I don't know what you were saying, yeah. but... <laughs> <laughs> May 5th is Cinco de Mayo. There we go. There you go. Now you're talking. Now you're talking my language. There we go. Tacos, baby. But no, you you, oh, you pre-game the Cinco de Mayo with some France Overwatch Community Cup. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited. Uh, yeah, it's it going to be, be cool. great. And in, honestly, the community tournaments so far have been A+. plus. Yeah. More of them are just only helping the community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they've definitely been fun to watch. I really like the little exhibition matches that we got um, when the one week of uh, Overwatch League games was canceled. We kind of got the teams that were supposed to play, and like they all kind of goofed around on Echo. It's pretty cool. The Echo tournament was a little breath of fresh air. Nice to see something different. Exactly. Just more things. Yes. More content. Yes. Please feed our eyeballs yeah. with Overwatch. That's why this May tournament's gonna be pretty, pretty nice. I'm ready. My body is ready. Oh, I cannot wait. Yeah. But 
I think that's it for us. Yeah, huh? yeah. I don't have any other overthoughts. Um, just wanted to bring those two things up, especially the the crowd control changes because that is that is big, um, and that's something that I think Jeff was discussing is being looked at for Overwatch too. So they're just gonna say screw it, we're making the change now. <laughs> Um, but yes, so that is going to be it for episode 65. Brock, where can the uh, audience and listeners listen, or find you on the interwebs? The internet is, uh, is a large place, but I'll help narrow it down. Uh, you can find me at esportsbrock on the twitter.com site. Uh, you can also find me in all my ramblings and writings on thegamehouse.com. That's that's really where all I'm at now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, it's uh, I I was trying to maybe think, oh, we should do more streaming, but you know what? Who knows? I don't even know if my schedule is even a real thing anymore. Yeah, yeah, my life has been kind of crazy. I definitely want to like start using that stream that we built for the Overnerds, but it's just like, uh, I don't have I I have time, but then it's all it's all scattered. I don't know. We'll figure something out. It'll come. I don't know. In the meantime, I'll buy a green screen. There you go. It'll, it'll be fine. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Meridon, send me your socials. Uh, yeah, you can find me at Meridon Gaming on Twitter. Uh, you can also find me uh, at the Game House writing about the Philadelphia Fusion. So go check Brock and I out over at the Game House. You can find some of our uh, uh, Overnerds stuff at the Overnerds on Twitter with our beautiful new uh, our new branding. Um, courtesy of Mallory that we had on last week. Definitely go check out episode 64 with her on there. Um, that was that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, so we're at The Overnerds on Twitter, TheOverNerds at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook.com slash TheOverNerds. Our Discord for The Overnerds is in the description. Um, we were hosting Pugs at one point, but again, Brock and I have been just busy with everything even in the covid thing it's just like work 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 okay here's here's a curveball covid wash your hands like, it's just been so crazy and it, sometimes you're like man i don't have the energy to run a pug right now yeah it, it is it is a lot of energy say, yeah which is so weird i didn't realize that until we did, we did like you know uh, we were like five or six in it's like yeah man it's like ma- managing like 15 people can be a little taxing (laughs) um but yeah definitely go join our discord uh we do have a community on there um we try to be as active as possible on there (laughs) uh but yeah check that out it's in the description um you could also find our podcast on the geekscape network if you're listening on the geekscape network what's up uh the geekscape.net it's called geekscape.net not the geekscape.net geekscape.net is a website that hosts a large amount of nerdy podcasts so go check out our podcast on there if you haven't yet and finally our main man max brown you can find him on soundcloud on sound soundcloud <laughs> on soundcloud oh boy uh, i'm turning canadian unraveling <laughs> You can find him on uh, SoundCloud uh, with his handle at the bottom of our just podcast description. He is the man that graced us with our awesome intro. So definitely go check him out if you need some work done or you're just in the mood for listening to some pretty cool electronic sounding music. All right, that's it. That's Wash it. your hands, of course. Stay safe. Cover your face. Get ready for some possible more 3 Overwatch. And we'll talk to you on the next one. Goodbye. See you.